Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments radio show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday, happy holidays. I know Hanukkah, I believe, is finished up, and we're moving moving into the Christmas uh, craziness, and today's show is going to be all about how to deal with family members when we're in holiday situations and we don't want to be confrontational, but things get kind of dicey. Uh, I know that when I go home for the holidays, everybody kind of has a role, right? When we're when we're out in our regular lives and uh, in our adult lives, we have our way of being. And then when we go back home, isn't it funny how quickly we get devoted to, you know, the way things were when we were five? Um, so today's show, as I was, <laughs> excuse me, thinking about what we we would be talking about. Uh, I, I, I had about five different conversations with, between clients and friends and stuff about family dynamics during the holiday season. And I said, ah, that is uh, something that we should definitely talk about on the show because um, over the years I have collected energetic ways of handling family situations um, where I don't have to say a word so I can come out of certain gatherings without uh, being all scuffed up and without having ever let on that I was aggravated in the first place because a lot of it I can handle energetically. Now, you know, obviously there's going to be times when you're going to stick up for yourself and stand up to somebody, you know, uh, we always have that relative who's a perfectionist, and then we've got the one who monopolizes those conversations or who puts us down or when are you going to get married or, you know, all these different types of things. And, um, And then we also have the... Uh, I don't know, the society's picture of what things should look like during the holidays. And I think out of any potential scenarios of society's uh, uh, version of what appropriate is, you know, like society, we always have this, well, if you're going to get married, the guy should be two years older than you and he should be taller than you and he should make the same amount of money, you know, more money than you and he should, you know, uh, be of the same race as you are, the same religion, and there's just, you know, the, quote, right way to do something and the wrong way to do something, and they shouldn't have any baggage, and you shouldn't have any baggage, and you should never have blended families and all this, and, and it's society's idea, their standard of how things should be, right? And then who lives up to that, really, at the end of the day? And even when they people do, a lot of times those are the marriages that go down first. So... The holidays are another one of those things where we have this vision, and I don't care what religion you are when it comes to uh, there's there's a standard that people expect, and everybody's trying to strive for this this point of perfection where 
you know, your money should all of a sudden swell at the end of the year so you can buy everybody all the best presents and, you know, everybody should want to pitch in when it comes to the family meals and everybody should come for the family meals and everybody who has never gotten along should get along and, you know, we should have a white Christmas and it should snow and there's so many expectations, right? So uh, we're set up to fail before we even get started, because even if we don't have those expectations ourselves, when somebody says, how was your holiday? Was everything wonderful? And, you know, there's a lot of people who can't say everything was wonderful for the holiday. And it, it makes people cringe, right? So, like I said, today I wanted to share with you a few of the um, the things that I use when it comes to various scenarios that can come up during holiday gatherings. And uh, and so we're going to get to that in a second. And I will be taking some questions if people have a question for me tonight. So the number to call in is 347-215-9485. That's 347-215-9485. And as usual, Sam will get on the call and get you in the queue so that when we get to questions, um, I will know who you are, where you're calling from and be able to get to them quickly. Um, all right, so one, two announcements, too. One is I have uh, opened five spots in my mentorship program. And some people graduate this fall from the program. So I have five new spots, and this mentorship program is going to be a shortened version. It's six weeks. Uh, it's one-on-one with me. And it's going to be really focused on those who have an idea of wanting to get their work out to the world. So if you want to write a book, you want to have your own radio show, you want to start a blog, you want to start your own business, you know, sort of content-based business, you have some ideas you want to flesh out or expand, maybe you need help with something that you're already doing. Um, I've opened up a six-week uh, mentorship program be the first six weeks of the new year. And I sent an email about it yesterday, so make sure to check your inbox on that um, because this is going to be this is something I don't normally do, uh, but it's going to be really focused towards that enlightened entrepreneur or entrepreneur, somebody who wants to be an entrepreneur who wants to get started or get some ideas. A lot of times people have ideas and that they're doing sort of as a hobby. They want to know how do I turn this into a business. And I know when I was working with clients over the last few weeks. So many people had all the, the heartfelt, you know, uh, desires in the world to help people and, you know, they have all these ideas, but then they're not either not making money from them or don't know how or feel like kind of trapped in their jobs and all that. And they just need what they're really missing. They think, oh, I need to get more certifications in my energy work or whatever. Usually it has nothing, you really kind of don't. You need you need help with marketing and with creating a business that actually can feed you, you know. So we're going to do uh, it's called Quantum Leap for 2016, and it's just to help folks to get um, to get moving, to get the structure that they need to to move forward. So um, if you'd like to get more information about that, you can either send me an email at support at ahamomentsinc.com or check your inbox because there's uh, an email in there with all the information. All right, so that's that, and um, I think that's it for announcements for right now. So we are going to get into our content for tonight. So um, when you're preparing to go into 
a family situation. Like, for instance, I actually have not been home to my family since I moved from New York, from New Jersey, what, 16, 18 months ago now. And uh, was anticipating going home for the for the uh, Christmas holiday. And it's funny because just because you leave someplace for a long period of time doesn't mean, like, when I started thinking about it, I was like, there's a part of me that's very excited, and there's a part of me that kind of was dreading it, too. And I was saying, you know, I was saying to a friend of mine, this morning, like, you know what, it's kind of weird. I never, I've been away for so long, and everybody's really dying for me to get home and vice versa. But I start to see, you know, there is a, there's a little piece of me that's a little worried about going back, too. And, that, and what I realized is that you can take yourself out of the situation geographically, energy stops where it stops. It stops where it left off. And sure, there's, you know, there's stuff we, my family and I have worked through, you know, <clears throat> with me going away and all that kind of stuff. But there's also dynamics that happen at every holiday that aren't going to go away just because I'm 3,000 miles away and I'm going to fly 3,000 miles back to come back, right? So, <clears throat> excuse me, I started to think about how can I manage this energetically before I get there so that we can have a smooth time, a fun time. And even if I can't control the behaviors of other people, which you never can, I can set the situation up for the best potential result possible. And this is this is where you take, instead of going into a family situation as a victim, you want to go into your family situation feeling a sense of power, feeling a sense of peace, and feeling a sense of detachment. You know, I call it divine detachment. A lot of times we talk about detachment when it comes to um, romantic relationships where you feel like you're gripped on, holding on to somebody or somebody's behavior or somebody's approval of you, and you can't shake it, you know. You get that kind of obsessive feeling about somebody. Well, that detachment also applies to family situations, any situation with another person um, where you can't, where you don't have control over other people's behavior, okay? And... So the first thing you want to do when you're preparing to, you know, deal with the holidays or any other, you know, gathering is to set the energy for yourself. Set your intention for yourself. And you can do that with your journal, you know, just writing about it. You know, even like writing the family dynamics down in your journal saying, okay, with mom, these are the usual things that would set me off with dad this, this, sister one, sister two, brother one, brother two, uncles, aunts, whoever, you know, in-laws, brother-in-laws, sister-in-laws, these type of things. Um, you want to, your kids, perhaps, you know, a lot of people have that one kid they haven't been talking to, whatever. So, um, you know, sibling rivalry, she's going to pay more attention to Joey because he's an attorney and I'm a musician and she's not going to pay any attention to me, you know, this kind of thing. You you might, might want to do an inventory of family matters. So you can kind of get down on paper what you're really dealing with. A lot of times that will give you permission. That will give you permission to sort of forgive yourself at the before you even get started. Say, you know what? It's a lot of dynamics to be handling all over one turkey, you know, or one ham or whatever over a lasagna. It's a lot to cut, you know, to handle all at one time. But if you have it on paper then you can prioritize what are the things that are going to set me off the most that traditionally set me off the most of the person. And then what are the things that, you know, I can say, all right, that's a battle. I'm just not going to fight it as this Christmas dinner, you know. And that that alone, what you're doing is you're taking pressure off and kind of assigning yourself 
okay, these are the things that I know, okay, this is where I'm going to have to do my shielding or my wielding uh, with this person, this other stuff, you know what, whatever. I'm not going to, it's just not going to register with me this time. So that's step number one. Then the second thing that you can do is what we call, and a lot of you have heard of this, but um, you can do this before and you can do this after any kind of family gathering, is cutting cords. So you can cut the cords by, like everybody has an energetic or emotional cord um, connected to them from, you know, obviously these things are invisible, from their loved ones. And so especially if you have a big charged relationship with someone, whether it's a joyful, happy charge or a, you know, some adversarial type of situation, you have cords going back and forth between the two of you. So you can cut all negative cords. You'll never cut the cords of love, but you can cut the negative cords. You can ask Archangel Michael to cut the negative cords and to remove them at the root. So a lot of people cut cords they don't realize they can remove them right at the root so where, where it enters into your energy field so that you have, um, you know, you, get, you really get down to the bottom of it. And so you can take the emotional charge. When you cut those cords before you even go, because remember, the minute the person starts anticipating that same dinner and the, the uh, potential conversation they'll have with you, they're courting you because you're thinking of that person in a negative way and vice versa. You're courting them, they're courting you. So you're already charged before you walk in the door. And so if you cut those cords before you get there, you'd be pleasantly surprised to see that what you expected that might be much more volatile is already been tamed because you're not allowing your energy to be sort of invaded uh, going in the door, okay? So you can cut the cords before. You can also cut the cords after any interaction. And you can even go into the bathroom. If something gets really good, starts going down, you can even go into the bathroom or into a quiet place and just excuse yourself and just close your eyes and ask for all your cords to be cut. And what it will do, it may not stop the argument in its tracks, but what it will do is stop the effect it has on you and your, your well-being. You know, and you'll see that, you know, you can just say, you know what, well, I think I'm going to have another piece of cheesecake. I'm, I'm done with this. And, you know, whatever, Johnny. You can, you know, you need to have the floor, have at it. Knock yourself out. And not feel so violated and, you know, crazed about it or, like, you have to get your point across and you have to, you know, uh, you know, come out on top or everybody has to see you the way you hope that they'll see you. Uh, you can do that, like I said, after the gathering is over, which is very important. And usually when you're dealing with other people, especially family members, relatives, and the like, you know, the types of people that might be at your, your event, this even goes for workplace situations as well. Um, when you are in those types of situations, you have a tendency to leave parts of yourself energetically. All sorts of energetic pieces of you go all over the place, out to the world all over the place. So when you finished... Uh, doing, when you're finishing with a situation, especially like the night that you get home or whatever, when you're going to sleep, you want to call all of your energy back to yourself that might have been left other places, right? So if somebody's been an energy vampire and they've been kind of suckling on your life force, you know, a lot of times you're giving advice that you're you're getting, uh, you know, people leaning on you and, and all of that, and they're sucking your energy and you're leaving pieces of energy with them instead of yourself. So you can call your energy back to yourself and just bring it through filters. Imagine a big giant piece of cheesecloth and pull that energy back through the cheesecloth through the filters 
to come and sort of reconnect with you, and you will feel so much better and so much more whole because you're you're full again. You're full again, and other people aren't, you know, suckling on your energy. It's funny because um, I've been in situations where I've had people tell me, oh, Mari, you came to me in a dream. My mother said that to me when, for her birthday. I wasn't able to get home for her birthday, and she misses me so much, and she said, I, I, saw, I kept saying, I, I pray she'll come, I pray she'll come. She goes, and you were standing right at the foot of my bed on my birthday, and I could see I could touch you. You were so close. And, you know, and I, I remember feeling like I was projecting myself because I felt bad, you know, so I couldn't get there for her birthday. But it also made me realize that, and I've had students say that to me too, you, you know, you were in my dream, or I just saw you, I heard your voice tell me, give me advice and whatever. And that, is that an aspect of me, a multidimensional aspect of me that is helping those people? Absolutely. You have the same thing. Uh, but if you don't realize the number of people that are doing that with your energy, I mean, I have, I've had hundreds of thousands of downloads of this show hundreds of thousands, okay? And so uh, this influences a lot of people, even if it's just for a short while, you know, and that pulls on my energy as well. You know, it's, I'm contributing energy, which is great, but there's also energetic, you know, care, right? Energetic self-care. And so that's where we have to, in this, like these types of situations, you want to call the energy back to yourself so you feel whole. If you don't do this on a regular basis, sometimes I forget, you know, you start to feel depleted and depleted and depleted and depleted, and you're wondering, why can't I get up in the morning? Why Why am I dragging? Why is it that I just cry so easy or I just want to veg and, you know, stare into space? And a lot of times it's because your energy is so pulled apart and in so many places. So just like, you know, if you come home and your clothes are all over the floor and or you have kids or family members borrowing your stuff and your wardrobe's kind of all over the place, you need it all in the same closet, right? So you know what you have. You take inventory and know what you have to wear and what you have to replace and whatever. Same thing with your energy. If you want to pull that through filters. All right, so those are, those are some preemptive things you could do. Now, let's say, even if you didn't do all that, you get into a situation with someone and they're starting to con- condemn you, criticize you, uh, you you know, you get into something heated with someone. A couple of things. One is, I know I've been working with women who have been in abusive relationships, verbally abusive, emotionally abusive. Um, I've had several women, I don't know what it is. I think the holidays kind of bring this kind of thing out. It's, it's, you know, pressure starts to hike um, as we get towards the end of the year. And for whatever reason, I've had like five women talking to me about these oppressive situations they've been in. Yeah, or they aren't. And so these guys verbally say things and they just feel themselves shrinking. Okay, let me just take a drink of my tea here. One second. My mouth was getting so dry. So um, they feel them. And as they do that, their life force, okay, your auric field, it literally, it's like you're surrendering it to that person. Who, and that's, when somebody is invert, exerting aggressive power over you verbally, and these guys have a tendency to puff themselves up and have tantrums and yell and, you know, and blame and all these things, and the woman, instead of standing up herself, she just sort of shrinks and just tries to, like, shut it down by just not interacting or whatever. And he's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and not just in his physicality, he's not hitting her or anything, but 
He's puffing up in his energy. And as she shrinks, guess what? As you shrink, your energy gets fed to that other person. So it's almost like they're vampiring your life force. And what you want to do in that situation is you want to immediately, like, like explode yourself bigger to fill up the whole room energetically. So instead of, like, shrinking and shrinking and shrinking, you go whoosh, and you literally explode yourself bigger. So that, and it's shocking to them. And you're not saying, I'm exploding myself bigger, you idiot. You don't say it out loud. You just do it energetically. You'll be amazed. I've had people, I've seen, you know, stories about people who have literally backed off criminals like this where they just, boom, expand their energy out. And it, so it's basically you're taking up, you're filling in conscious awareness of your energy that's already there. Remember, your arc field is enormous. You know, you're talking 50 feet in all directions. Just the aura. That doesn't include your spirit and your soul. And so, and that can contract and get smaller and be very close and protective around you and it can expand. Most of the time, if you are being verbally attacked or this passive-aggressive behavior and you're feeling smaller and smaller, your aura field is going smaller and smaller and smaller and getting very close to your body, and that person is taking up more and more space. And when you expand your energy with the intention of protection, it, it, you'd be amazed at how quickly somebody backs up because usually when they're doing that, they're very cowardly anyway, and that's why they're trying to be oppressive before you can. So expanding your energy is a big, is a great tactic. You don't have to say a word. You just envision, whoosh. you know, obviously you want to get yourself out of the situation and all that, but this is a great way to def- a deflection you to, because that person might back up. They might lose their train of thought. There might be uh, a distraction that calls, someone calls them into another room or something, it, but the, 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 the uh, pattern gets preempted and you'll know that it's working when something like that happens, okay? Now, there's also um, balls of energy, so creating balls of energy. And you can literally envision yourself, there's two ways of doing this. You can envision yourself taking your two hands and kind of bringing them together, like collecting air and making a ball of light, and you can throw that ball, like one, two, three, throw the ball, right, of light. And you can do this for both positive and negative situations. For our sort of circumstances, you can either, like I said, find a quiet private place, a bedroom or a bathroom or something, and just create these balls of light and just once you can whoosh, throw it at throw it at the situation. That breaks up heavy energy like nothing else. I've seen it, I've done it for all sorts of things. You can do it one, two, three, or you can do one, two, three, four, and throw that energy now in your head. So let's say you can't like get up from the dinner table and just start throwing or create balls of light, you know, throwing them at people at the dinner table, you can envision yourself doing it. You can just start to visualize yourself. Take a couple deep breaths and in your head just count one, two, three, throw light. And just envision a ball of light going and bursting in the room so that it breaks up heavy energy. And you'd be amazed. Again, people might lose their train of thought. A phone will ring. Somebody will, you know, get a text message. Something will come and it will stop that runaway train. Okay, so that's balls of light, balls of energy. Um, you can do that also for manifesting good things, throwing you know light in that way, breaking up your own bad habits, right? 
removing obstacles from things that, you know, you have money issues or relationship issues or whatever, you can use that kind of tactic to just to, to break up any kind of obstacle as well. Um, okay, and then there's one more uh, that is actually quite good, and that is where you, if somebody's like kind of arguing with you and they're putting you down, or this is great for criticism. Oh, why didn't you get a husband yet? Or, oh, you know, I tell you, your, your career is a safe. Oh, you're still at that old job. I thought you were going to try to get a new job. You know, all that kind of stuff. Instead of, if you resist that and you start to wall up, you know, when people do that, you get tense, right? You kind of, your back stiffens up, your stomach churns, uh, your solar plexus, which is that area right around your belly button. That's your confidence. That's your will center. And that's usually when people say she got sucker punched, you always know, oh, you punched me in the stomach. That is the solar plexus, okay? That's where your confidence center is. And so when people insult you or attack you or something, you'll feel it there. That's why people cross their arms when they're fighting. They don't realize it, but they're protecting their solar plexus, okay? Sometimes the heart chakra, but mostly the, the, the solar plexus. And so the way that you can dissipate this, diffuse it, because when you resist like that, then you just lock your own energy up. You can't get any of your own energy back. You're not, you kind of lose your, controls as far as expanding and contracting your energy so that they have less access to it and when you you know because you start to resist and then that creates more for them to push against one of the tactics that i learned uh, quite some time ago that's really phenomenal is if you turn yourself into like a filter like a cheesecloth again like a cloth with holes in it and when that person comes at you instead of you seeing yourself bouncing it back to them or resisting you know getting tense you let it move through you like like a wind blowing through a cheesecloth. So so there's a place for that, that energy to go all the way through. And it, so when it just goes all the way through you, it doesn't affect you. When it hits you and you sort of start to shut down, it can affect you. You can lodge in your field. But if you just let it go through, it's amazing, again, how easy it is to diffuse normally extremely volatile situations. So... You're not resisting. Wayne Dyer talked about this also. Um, he would say, you know, when he would get into situations in families, uh, and they would say, you know, Wayne, it's because you, you did this and you did that and you did this and blah, blah, blah. And he would say, you're right. And it was like playing tug of war without the other team pulling, right? These people pull really hard because they want you to fight with them. And you say, you know what, you're right. And it's like, oh, we. There's nothing for them to push against. There's nothing for them to pull against. So then the whole thing kind of drops. I've done this in a, in a few uh, situations with my sister, with some friends and things, and they expect this big fight. And it's like, you know what? You're probably right. And just whoosh, just completely stops the whole thing in its tracks. So those are some really good ways to... Um, energetically manage things without having to say a word. Now, does it mean that you don't ever stick up for yourself verbally? Oh, no, it doesn't mean that at all. You you can absolutely. But I would do these tactics before you say something because if you do, it will soften the situation. And you may not have to say as much or incriminate yourself in any way. Uh, sometimes it takes care of it completely or then you're just dealing with, it takes care of part of it, and then you're dealing with a softer situation. Okay, so, and this doesn't have to be uh, confined to holiday time. This can be, uh, uh, these are tactics for 
anytime when it comes to dealing with humans, one of the things I'm hoping to, especially in a new year, to really, really instill in people is that managing your energy is as important as men and then something even more important than managing your physical world, your physical body, your physical world. You need to know these two things braid together and go hand in hand. And when the more heightened awareness you can have of the, all of these different types of energetic principles, the less taxing it is on your physical body, on your mind, and, and you can keep your mind and your intellect in its proper lane. We're not just born with the mental faculties in our intellect to solve, you know, life's issues. We were born with an entire energetic communication center systems that overlaid over these physical senses and were meant to integrate with them so that you had a much broader base of power and tools in your toolkit to navigate the world with. And unfortunately, you know, through the years of society and all these other situations, all these other different components, most people don't have any idea. We've dis- disenfranchised the energy from uh, the physicality of life. And, you know, it goes all the way back to, you know, just going to church on Sundays for an hour or two or three and then doing nothing throughout the rest of the week and thinking that that one prayer during church is going to last you for the whole week when you're spending, you know, many hundreds of hours a week, um, uh, you know, going in the opposite direction. One hour isn't going to cover it. So when you're dealing with your energy, if you're only dealing with things mentally, intellectually, and physically, and you're ignoring the energy, you're really, really, not only are you losing out on a whole lot of tools and a whole lot of efficiency and overworking yourself, okay, you're losing out on a whole lot of answers because a lot of, most of the answers that you're seeking are in the energy anyway, you know? And your mind, your mental mind, remember, can only get you as far as what it's been exposed to. Okay, so if it has not seen it or experienced it in some physical way, your mental mind is not going to come up with a new idea. What's going to come up with a new idea is the energy communicating with your mental mind. So the more that you get fluent in these energetic capacities and abilities, the better off you are and the more efficient life runs. And believe me, it takes a lot of the load off and intellectually. Okay, so that is that. And... Um, if you'd like to call in and ask me a question, then I suggest you do it now because we're going to start taking some calls. The number to call in is 347-215-9485. And if you are on the line, please come back to the phone. This has been multitasking. And we're going to take our first caller. And that is um, Diana in Florida. Hi, Diana. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. What's your question? (laughs) Oh, I thought you knew it. Okay, I have a cat, and it's probably time to put it down, you know, but you know how people are. They want it as long as they can linger. Do you you feel any energy from the cat on how it feels? We don't want it to suffer, but, you know... (laughs) Well, the way that you can tell about um, whether an animal is ready to leave or not is how they look you in the eye. If when you look at that animal, they look away, they're ready to go. And they're disengaged and they have that kind of vacant look in their eye and they look away, that's their sign they want to go. 
if they're still looking you in the eye and, you know, and engaging, then they're not ready yet. And that's how you can tell. Yeah. We didn't really want to wait that late. By the time they disengage, they're really in the illness process. They're really been in pain for a while. So if he is still okay, we'll just uh, we'll just go with the flow. Because he's really changed. He's really changed to that level. But I think he's always going to look us in the eyes. I mean, he's been doing that for 15 years. I have uh, a dog, it doesn't matter. At, the, at the very the right, the very, at the very, when they're ready, they look away. I had, I've had many, many animals, and I've had to put many of them down <clears throat> when it was yeah. their time. And no matter how engaged they are on a regular basis, when it's that time, you know. They let you know very clearly, I'm done. It's time for me to go. So I would let, let you know what she wants. Um, but did it feel soon yeah. to me? But, <laughs> what? He is. He's he's the dictator of his life. Yeah. So I wish you all the best with that, and um, okay, and I you. know that he'll he'll let you know. Okay, okay. Moving on to. Let's see here. Okay, moving on to, Tamia in Vancouver. Hi, Tamia. Hi. How are you? Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Hi. What's your question? Um, I was just wondering if uh, the current person that I'm um, involved with romantically, I just wanted to know if he was like my soulmate, and if not, then when was I going to meet them? If you're asking that question, it feels like he's not. Because the soulmate one, the soulmates are one thing. Twin flames are something else. So the soulmate is, we have many of those. And a lot of times, you know, you're going to have all kinds of lessons. Um, What's his name? Um, Will. You know, it feels like playmate. He feels very playful. Like he's more, I'm hearing the word player, which is kind of probably not the best words, but um, it, it it doesn't feel like he's got a real long range you know, he's more of a season kind of a guy than a lifetime kind of a guy. And it feels more, I'm hearing the months of June, early summer, that that situation will get to the point where you just don't feel like dealing with it anymore and there's going to be somebody else early fall of next year. It doesn't feel like this guy, oh, wow. though, is the, the you know, walk down the aisle guy. Now, that's up to you. I mean, you can certainly ride it out and... A lot of this is dictated by your own choices that you make. But if, you know, everything stayed the same as it was going now, that's that's what um, would probably be the most potential outcome. Okay. And if I were to end the situation, would the other person be manifested in quicker, or does that really make a difference? You know, when you're dealing with two people, it's about readiness of each person and what they're going through in their own lives. The other person doesn't feel like he's available yet. He feels like he's in a relationship right now. So oh, working wow. out okay. his, you know, his own issues on other things. They're not just sitting in the ethers waiting, you know what I mean? Like everybody's kind of going right. through their own thing. So there's a, a, a timing and a readiness um, situation that happens with people, and that's one of the reasons why sometimes, you know, we're sitting alone praying and praying and praying, and that right person is, 
working through issues on their own, you know, with someone else, so that when they come to you, they are the, that they can be to come to the table. A lot of times, believe me when I tell you, uh, you're being protected on a lot of levels for when those delays happen. I call them the divine delays. When those delays happen, just know that you're being protected and that, you know, you don't want him, this new guy working out all his issues on you. Let him work it out on someone else so he comes to you all polished up and ready to go. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't rush Yeah. It. I wouldn't rush okay. it. But I know, you know, um, one other thing I will say is you don't want to keep somebody around um, just to have company and then, uh, you know, hope that some other guy is going to show up anyway. When a guy, when men consider you, they can, not only do they see you physically, but they also, without even knowing it, register in the energy. Your energy registers. And if your energy is filled up with the energy of someone else, you won't register to them as available. So even if they meet you and, it's, you know, you say, well, you know, I've kind of seen somebody, but not really and all that, it, it will still register as that space in your world is filled up. So you're not going to get the same level of investment. So you don't want to, like, hold yourself in a certain situation just because you don't want to be lonely waiting for the next person to come along. So that's just, I don't know why the angels are telling me to tell you that, but that's what they say. It's okay to have oh, okay. a blank slate Yeah, for that a while. makes sense. Yeah, okay. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. They know better than me. So, yeah. all right, so does, <laughs> you know, and that time for you, that off time in between relationships would be really good because they're saying that you kind of serial date you know? Um, yeah, and I do. So your, your energy gets really, really, really filled up with everybody else because you're kind of running away from you. And quite frankly, you have to date you before you can date the really ultimate guy. You have yeah, to kind of get real comfortable with you. Does it make sense? Good. I'm glad it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. All okay. Right. All righty. Okay. Well, thanks for calling Thank in. Thank you very Good much. Good luck with that. Thanks. Happy holidays. All right. So um, I'm going to say one more time, if anybody would like to call me, that's the end of our call. I think everybody's busy with the holidays this week. Usually we have all kinds of people on the lines, and that's okay because we are going to wrap the show early if this is it for our call. Sam, is that it for our call? Okay. I think so. So um, I want to say to everyone, have a magnificent holiday if you're celebrating Christmas and New Year's. We are going to be off the air until the new year. And we're going to come back with all sorts of new stuff. Um, we're going to have an internet TV type of thing. We have the book coming out. All kinds of great stuff will be happening. So I will say have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. Have a very safe, happy, healthy, fun new year. Um, you're all ready with these tools to handle whatever comes your way and enjoy, 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 enjoy. So I'll end today with my motto, which is, you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And this new energy, anything is possible. Happy holidays, everybody. Take care. You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A moments with an s inc.com also join mari on facebook at www.facebook.com slash aha moments inc and twitter at twitter.com slash aha moments we can't wait to see you there